handoff Squally. Squally runs it right, gets to the five. He's got the pylon. He's got the touchdown. Oh, Canada! We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Timing pattern, end zone it is. Caught by Bushman. Back left pylon. Touchdown Cougars. This is Cougar Pregame Live. Cougar Pregame Live is proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. To get you ready for today's battle on the gridiron, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Ben Bagley. Good evening, BYU football fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, BYU is in Salt Lake City and faces the University of Utah in the 93rd edition of the Rivalry Game. As always, I'm joined by Mark Lyons. Mark, for many reasons, BYU fans would like nothing more than to see BYU beat Utah. The, not the least in any of those reasons is just to see you see a win in a final rivalry game broadcast. Mark, how are you? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, well, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, well, it would be fitting uh, because in my first year of broadcasting, uh, BYU beat Wisconsin, they beat Hawaii, and they beat Utah. So it would be fitting for them in my last year to be able to beat Wisconsin, Hawaii, and Utah. So uh, bring it on. Wow. wow. I didn't even know that that had happened, and now my mind is blown, and it is the good omen for tonight's game. <laughs> the, 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 the two of the three are already done, That's and right. it's going to happen. My books. mind is, is, is literally blown right now, Mark Lyons. <laughs> Hey, Mark, we just transitioned from BYU basketball. For those just joining us, BYU Cougars falling to Houston Cougars, 76-62 at the Marriott Center. But we'll, we'll focus more on football from this point going forward. In fact, it's time to start with our headlines as the Cougars get ready to face the Utes. These are your BYU football headlines. And we start with headline number one. Isn't it about time? Mark, BYU enters tonight's game on a seven-game losing streak to Utah. BYU's last win was in November 28th, 2009. As Andrew George catches a pass from Max Hall in overtime for the win at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. How much does the streak play into the actual outcome of the game tonight? Well, I would say none. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I, I think it's odd in how similar some of the things are. But the uh, thing that's unusual, in those seven games, uh, BYU has been uh, had a better record than Utah in three of those games, and Utah won. In another three of those games, Utah had a better record than BYU, and they won. And then one year, they were a toss-up. Both teams were about the same, and Utah won. So they're, all of those games, except one, one was a blowout of those seven, They've all been within a score, and there have been odd, strange things that have gone Utah's way. But uh, tonight, I, I think you have to see, think that the, the averages are going to average out okay. Uh, you know, but I, I thought seven was really a lot until I saw today that Virginia lost to the Virginia Tech for the 15th time. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. This could go to 15. Uh, I can't believe that. Well, well, BYU and Michigan now have something in common right now is Michigan lost to Ohio State for the seventh straight time as well. Oh, man. Yeah, see, there it is. Uh, strange things that happened, and in most of those games for all of those groups, well, it, Virginia had a – they had to give it away today. And so I just think that uh, you, you get lucky and you get good, but the harder you work, the luckier you get. Headline number two, hold on. To the Rock. 
Turnovers have played a huge role in determining the winner of this game. In fact, in the last seven games during the streak, BYU's minus 14 in turnover margin, Mark. Mm -hmm. Can the Cougars play mistake-free tonight? Well, they've been, I think that uh, they've been pretty good. But in those games, in those past games, it's not just turnovers, it's pick sixes. And it's fumbles that create really short fields, you know, that's just handing points over to Utah. But I think BYU's been pretty good this year in protecting the football. Only the Utah State game, where Utah State was able to score uh, 21 points off of turnovers. I think other than that, uh, the interception to end the Northern Illinois game was a tough one to take. But I think that BYU's done a really good job of taking care of the football. It's been a priority of the coaches, and I think that uh, they've played pretty safe that way. So I I would think that should happen again tonight. Headline number three, get out fast. (laughs) Can BYU's offense provide some first quarter scoring, Mark? I mean, BYU's outscored its opponents in every quarter but the first, and the Cougars are being outscored 69-38 in quarter number one. Man, that's – see, that that, – I just don't understand how all of those things happen. And uh, the players, the thing that surprises me is some of the players have mentioned, I don't know why uh, we just don't seem to be ready to play. You know, for uh, I just don't know how that can happen. Now, Bronco Mendenhall used to say that they did it by design. They came out and worked. I don't know how you would do that to improve your ability to start games fast. But it's been a killer for them, and they uh, they just can't afford to get down again tonight. And our final headline, Mark, is playing for the other side. <laughs> QB Zach Will- Wilson grew up a Utah <laughs> fan. In fact, he said in an interview this week, uh, last year at this time he was on row number t- two at the 50-yard line <laughs> cheering for the Utes. This year he's a starting quarterback for the BYU Cougars. Yeah. How, does, how does that play into this game for Zach Wilson? Well, I don't know how long it takes to become fully invested in BYU, but usually when you go through a season of practice, and he was there last spring, your teammates become your brothers, and uh, you'll do anything for those teammates. You know, you go through those practices, and you all sweat and bleed together. You, uh, everybody's uh, pain, and uh, they're sucking for breath, and you get an association that just there's no other way to describe it. So I think the the past history doesn't matter a whole lot uh, about it. You know, uh, in fact, uh, Darren Handley was a really good tight end at BYU, and his son went to Utah, and he was a really good tight end at Utah. And during that time, Darren Handley was a Utah fan, but when his kid graduated, now he's a Cougar again. So I think I think that it's the it's just at the time of what's going on. If you read some of the stories and, uh, that have been printed this week and stories that have been published this week, the biggest conversion might not have been Zach Wilson, but his mother, Lisa Wilson, from blue, from red to blue. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. that might have been the biggest accomplishment out there for Kalani Sataki, recruiting her to be a, a BYU Cougar fan. Coming up next, we'll get to know the foe a little bit as we talk to the University of Utah beat reporter Dirk Facer from the Deseret News. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Ben Bagley and Mark Lyons with you. It's time to get to know the foe as BYU prepares to face Utah in the 93rd edition of the rivalry game. We're joined by Dirk Facer, Utah beat reporter for the Deseret News. Dirk, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, guys, and uh, it's an honor to be here with Mark in his last season. So, <laughs> well, Thank yeah. you. Well, Mark, Mark informed us of a little little nugget that blew my mind. In his first year as a, a broadcast for BYU, BYU beat Wisconsin, Hawaii, and Utah. So we're looking to make that trifecta on his final year to bookend 
in it, too, as well tonight. Cougar fans would love that, wouldn't they? They, they would. <laughs> Utah, by the way, Dirk wins its first Pac-12 South Division title since joining the conference in 2011. What was the, what's been the deciding factor for the Utah season to have that success? You know, I think you know it's their eighth season in the conference, so maybe it's about time would be <laughs> one way to phrase it. But uh, you know, this year it was kind of the perfect storm. Uh, USC obviously having their struggles, and they were projected to be the team to beat. And then you know, Utah and Arizona was supposed to contend as well. And I think it's just a perfect storm for everything. And then Utah did take care of business after an 0-2 start in conference. Well, they've been very impressive. I think Utah's a good football team, but the the guy that just amazes me is Britton Covey. And uh, it's his size, but he doesn't seem to be bothered by it. He's leading the uh, team with uh, receptions, and, uh, man, he's a hero. How do, they, how do you slow him down? You know, he's good. He's obviously a good kick returner as well. He's the leader of the receiving core. If anyone saw that Utah-Washington game during the season, he got bent around like a pretzel. Oh, man, he got beat up you bad. Know, as little as he is, and I don't think he's been 100% the rest of, since that game, honestly. I think there's some nagging injuries, and um, but he's a trooper, and he's, he's a winner, you know, and I think folks in Utah County know that, that he's a, he's a winner, and uh, the youths love having him no matter how little he is. He gets the <laughs> yeah, job done. You got Britton Covey on the offensive side. The other guy that gets a lot of attention on the defensive side for the use is Chase Hansen, who should be pretty well rested for this game, seeing he sat out for half of the game last week against Colorado on on what many say is a bogus targeting call. Uh, Chase Hansen comes in this game as a defensive stopper, Dirk. What makes him a special player? You know, one thing this year, he's, he's stayed healthy, and that's been the key to success. He's always had these NFL-type skills, and, you know, people remember from Lone Peak that, you know, he, he was a quarterback and came to Utah, and they moved him around. He played safety, and now he's a linebacker. And he, I think this fact he stayed healthy, he's a playmaker. He's a lot like Britton Covey. He's one of those guys that can make plays. And he's uh, just got the job done, and, you know, he's a serious candidate to be the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Wow. Yeah, I, he, he's another superstar. That, In fact, uh, that's kind of the thing with Utah. Uh, Utah's had injuries. We Everybody has. You know, I, I was watching TV today, and the coach was saying, oh, we're all beat up, and we got these guys. Well, who isn't at this right. time of the season? You know, everybody is beat up, and yet Utah seems to pick it up and not be bothered very much by the what they're missing. Well, Mark, I think one of the things, you know, in eight years in the Pac-12, they've been able to build some depth, and I think that's showing this year that the guys that they move in, you know, Jason Shelley moving in at quarterback, Armand Schein, who I'm still trying to find out, might may not play tonight, but he was able to step into the role at uh, running back in place of Zach Moss. So they have their second-line guys are good enough to play and win. And, you know, Utah's 2-0 and since uh, Huntley and uh, Moss went down. Yeah. BYU doesn't need this game for bowl eligibility, Dirk. They got that last week against New Mexico State. And Utah doesn't need this game for a division title as they've already clinched that up. Is it a good or bad thing that nothing else but bragging rights rides on tonight's game? It certainly makes it interesting, doesn't it? You know, it's interesting when the schedule came out and talking to other people that covered the Utes. It said, what if there was a scenario where Utah had wrapped up the Pac-12 South and had to uh, play BYU. You know, did they rest the guys? Did they, uh, you know, how do you approach the game? And I sense within the football building, guys, that Utah wants to win this game. They kind of have a motto that they don't lose to BYU, and that's something they want to keep and maintain. 
But I think guys like maybe like Armand Shine that are a little banged up, and I'm still trying to find out exactly what's going on. But you know, they may rest guys like that because they do play again in six days, and there's a trip to the Rose Bowl on the line yeah. in six days. So it'll be interesting. But in talking to Chase Hansen and that, and, and players like Cody Barton and that. They are fired up about this game, and they want to finish their careers without losing to the team down south. Yeah, and so, you know, and I see that same thing within them. And it's not so much that they have to win the game. It's more that they can't lose. We can't lose to BYU. We just can't <laughs> lose to BYU. That's a great point. <laughs> and so I don't know that they're, they're so gung-ho about winning, but they aren't going to lose. Uh, man, alive, Matt Gay, uh, Wisnowski, those guys are just are exceptional the whole special team group for uh, utah they've got great athletes good players and uh, just seem to continue to be there every year yeah and that's a, a huge x factor for this game because you can talk offense defense all you want but special teams utah has arguably the premier punter in the nation the premier field goal kicker and Britton Covey, uh, like to use the term, is no slouch returning kicks. So. <laughs> well, Dirk, appreciate your time and look forward to a 93rd, 93rd version of the rivalry game tonight for BYU and Utah. Uh, I look forward to it. And, again, Mark, congratulations on a great career. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank it's been you. fun. Coming up next, we'll go one-on-one with the voice of the BYU Cougars, Greg Rebell. It's a visit with the voice. It's all coming up next. And I will also step aside and Jason Shepard sprinted from the Marriott Center over here, and he'll take over duties for Cougar Pregame Live. I'm Ben Bagley, and this is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Get you back to Jason Shepard and Mark Lyons for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up a little bit later on, you'll hear from Mitchell Jurgens. He'll join me with our voice, our view from the sideline. You'll also hear my Shep Talk conversation with freshman tight end Dallin Holker. In the meantime, and in between time, I might even say, we're joined now by the visit with our visit with the voice, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, joining us now. Hello, Greg. How are you? Hello, Shep, and welcome back to the studio. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, uh, I got done a lot quicker than I anticipated, so I'm over here. I'm ready for some football now. Yeah. So let's start with this. There were a couple of players for BYU that did not play last week, some uh, up in the air in terms of their availability today. I know that you've talked with the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake. Uh, what did he mention in terms of guys who may or may not be available? Let's get to the good news first, and maybe the unexpected good news first. When we talked last week at this time, uh, Kalani Sitake told me that Corbin Kafusi had played his last game as a Cougar, and that on senior night, he was just going to walk out, not in uniform. That was it for him. He was having surgery this week. Well, he put off surgery for a week, and Corbin Kafusi will start tonight at defensive end. Wow. So Corbin's giving it a go. Now, I said put off surgery for a week, meaning he is going to have it, and he will not have a bowl game. So this will now be it for Corbin. So his final game as a BYU Cougar will come in the rivalry game here at Utah. So Corbin Kofusi is a go and a starter at defensive end tonight. Unexpected wow. news. <laughs> and, uh, and as Kalani told me, I think it was off the air, one of the toughest guys I know. He said it's a pain tolerance thing. He's just going to go out there and empty the tank, as Kalani puts it. Uh, this is it for Corbin tonight. So Corbin Kofusi does get the start, will play one more game for BYU. As for the not-so-good news, uh, BYU's down at running back. No Squally Canada, no Lopini Katoa. So uh, after a, a breakout game last week, uh, Katoa is out. And as to whether he could come back for a bowl game, Kalani was noncommittal in our pregame conversation. But as for tonight, no Lopini Katoa, no Squally Canada. So Matt Hadley, Riley Burt, Tyler Algier 
in that order. And Inoki, uh, rather, Inoke Lotulele. Inoke Lotulele, oh. a slot receiver, may be uh, available in the backfield uh, tonight uh, with numbers down a little bit. So, of course, Braden Elbacri is still uh, at fullback. But that's your running back situation, so by no means ideal there as uh, your top two runners for the year are gone in Squally and Lopini Katoa. Uh, uh, Kalani didn't address it. But uh, Gunnar Romney was uh, not in uniform during warm-ups, was or rather not warming up. He was just in a jersey and sweats on the sidelines. So I don't know that I feel too confident about Gunnar's availability tonight just based on what I saw in pregame. So those are some, uh, some injury notes wow. to, to kick things off tonight with Kalani. So a lot going on. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, if you read the social media, there's some rumblings about what might be happening on the Utah side. Of course, I can't uh, speak to that at this point. So we'll kind of see who shows up, who's out there when the game gets underway here in uh, less than 90 minutes. Well, we do know there will be a game. That much is sure. Mm. And, and Kalani, as much focus as, as, as there has been, and I'll talk about on the pregame show about getting off to the right start, especially in this game, Kalani's still hesitant to put too much focus on it, at least with his guys. It's almost like I think he feels the more we address it, the worse it gets. But bottom line is, during the seven straight losses uh, to Utah, Shep, BYU's been outscored 62-12 to in the first quarter. Yep. And, and yet, when, when BYU gets out in front, Kalani's teams have been really good front runners. But it's just a matter of getting out in front that's proven so problematic, and especially in this game. Now, much of that 62-12 to 12, uh, margin is, is in one game. The Las Vegas Bowl was 35 nothing after one quarter. But that said, BYU doesn't uh, traditionally get off to the best of starts against this team. And so that would be something that Kalani and the guys would like to, to switch tonight. And, and I just think that, that Utah... Uh, tonight, Shep, and, and Mark Lyons also here. Uh, Utah's got other things going right now. They're, this is not the biggest game of their season. This is not their biggest game right now. They've got a game next week against Washington for a berth in the Rose Bowl. So they've got up to two more games that mean more to them than this. And for BYU, while there is a bowl game coming, and that'll be great, nothing should matter more to BYU than this game on this night. Utah could arguably be distracted. Utah could arguably be looking somewhere else. Utah could arguably say, well, this wasn't the biggest game for us anyway. But BYU can't say that. They're not in that position. I don't believe BYU is. I think BYU's got to say, this is the most important thing I've got going on in my life for three hours. And it's got to be all, and and again, to quote Kalani again, empty the tank. Put it all out there. And take your example from Corbin Kofusi, a guy that said, no, you know what? I'll put off surgery for a week so I can play in this game and help my brothers, hopefully to a win. Well, and Utah played their rivalry game last week uh, against uh, Colorado. So that probably I like it, Mark. Some I like what you're that. saying. <laughs> but uh, the thing that uh, happens with all of those injuries, and both sides, like I mentioned earlier, so so many people are playing at this time of the year with a lot of people gone. But the fact that they happened in this last week or two makes it more difficult to deal with. And then secondly, the people around, the people that are healthy, you know, you got these healthy people out there. They just have to go out and perform at a level to help those, carry those guys that are substituting in. Very true. And, uh, and, and every team deals with it, especially at this time of year. But it is unfortunate, particularly for BYU, that a guy that I thought was really, um, uh, again, kind of having a late season resurgence, had the career high in rushing last week, four rushing scores. I thought, man, he's going to be the bell cow against Utah, and he can have Matt Hadley, and he can have Riley Burt Spellingham. So they can kind of roll these guys in. Yeah. That won't happen tonight. Now it just means you've got to, you've got to go down one more guy to say Tyler Algier. But, uh, again, you're, you're looking at less experience, uh, fewer reps, and uh, no one quite runs it like Lopini. I, I, th- I think he's a special player, and uh, we may not get a chance to see him anymore this season, unfortunately. Greg, I, I am fascinated at how many turnovers BYU has had against Utah. And some of that plays into the 
the strong starts for Utah and, and not so strong starts for BYU, and specifically the turnovers in the seven-game losing streak. BYU is minus 14 in the turnover margin. What is your theory on why BYU has turned the ball over so many times against Utah? Well, I, we, we probably have to start with the fact that Utah's defense is that kind of unit, and, and they're just as good this year as they've been most every year BYU and Utah have played since the Utes left the Mountain West Conference. That's, that's the first thing. But I will say, too, um, although it's an unreasonable expectation, well, not unreasonable, although it's a lofty expectation, BYU has played cleanly in, against Utah. Minute. And, in fact, the last time, the last time BYU played a zero turnover game, not coincidentally, was the last time BYU beat Utah. <laughs> okay, their last zero turnover game in the rivalry was 2009. They've had at least one turnover in all seven losses and multiple turnovers in six of the seven losses. And that zero turnover number is so key, not just against Utah, but look at the Kalani Sitake era. This will, uh, this will be his 10th P5 away game that he's coached. He's 4-5. and five, okay? In the five losses, we're talking P5 away. In the five losses, yeah. 11 turnovers. In the four wins... Zero turnovers. Not a single one. So you can play clean, and it behooves you when you're playing P5 away games to play clean because if you do, at least through two and a half, almost three seasons, guys, BYU's not lost. And so that, to me, is the linchpin number. And you could also throw in the rushing number. Uh, Kalani has not won a game yet. BYU's not won a game yet under Kalani. And, in fact, you go back to the Bronco era to create this loss streak. BYU's lost 13 consecutive games when they don't get to 100 yards rushing. And here comes Utah, sixth in the FBS in yards per rush allowed. It's a hard thing to do, but if you can't do it against Utah, you're probably not going to beat Utah. And so you want to be clean, and you have to be really clean, almost perfect when it comes to turnovers, and you've got to find a way to grind the ground yards. And then beyond all that, if you can keep this thing, you know, 17, 14, 13, 10 late and play that one score game again. This time find a little luck that you haven't had late in the game. And that's another way to go about it, too. So there's other ways to do it. But for BYU historically, those two things right there are huge. And although it's not something you seek out to do, Shep and Mark, necessarily in a game plan, you can track it during the game. and We can find if the field position battle favors or doesn't favor BYU. And they've lost 13 consecutive games when the other team has the edge in average starting field position. And Utah is a field position team, thanks in part to Matt Gay and Mitch Wisnowski. Those two guys are exceptional and a big part of flipping field position. Greg, last thing before I let you go. What... uh... What do you think is going through the mind of one Zach Wilson tonight? This is this has got to be a surreal moment for him to be in this rivalry game on the BYU side looking to be the quarterback that breaks a seven-game losing streak. What an unbelievable night this could be for Zach Wilson. And if he is the quarterback of record and BYU wins, he will be the first ever freshman quarterback to play in a win over Utah. To start, beg your pardon, in a win over Utah. So that's that. Uh, it hasn't been done yet. Uh, three freshman quarterbacks have started against Utah, and BYU's 0-3 in those games. And so uh, there's always a first time uh, for most things in life, and uh, BYU would, lo- would like if, if tonight is one of them. Greg, thank you so much. Appreciate the information. Mark, we're kind of moving things around a little bit. We're going to let you go as well. Coming up on the other side, you will hear my Sheptock conversation with freshman tight end Dallin Holker. That's coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. To Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Dallin Holker has played in all 11 games this year as a freshman. The Lehigh product has caught 17 passes for 191 yards and a touchdown. I talked to Dallin this week. Here is Shep Talk with Dallin Holker. 
First of all, how crazy is it that it's already the final regular season game of your freshman season? How nuts is that? It's crazy. We have a clock in our close to weight room, and it said, like, I remember it said 60 days till we play Arizona. <laughs> it feels like it was, like, a week ago, and now the whole thing's gone by. It's crazy how fast it went by. How would you describe this year for you? Um, I feel like I have a lot of room to improve, but it was good to just kind of get around everything and learn everything. What was maybe the biggest transition? Everybody likes to talk about the speed from high school to college or college to the pros. Was it speed or what else was the biggest adjustment for you? Um, yeah, like you have to get used to it, but I would say blocking for sure. I never had a block in my life really until <laughs> here, but <laughs> yeah. That's certainly something, and Coach Grimes actually just a few minutes ago was talking about that, how important, he said it's important every game, but it's specifically a team like Utah that has such a powerful defensive front, that really is going to be a huge key. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah, you just got to fight your butt off, and that's all you can really do. <laughs> You've never played in a rivalry game. What's this week been like for you and this team preparing to face Utah? Uh, I mean, it's been really cool just to be around, I mean, growing up I've always been to the games, and now I'm like here preparing for one of the games, so just a lot different being on the inside of it, and we're excited, so it'll be fun. What are your memories of the rivalry game? When you think back on this, for you, what comes to mind? Uh, sold out stadiums. <laughs> That's the biggest thing, and just crazy fans yelling. So, and always cheering for BYU now, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. That, That's what we. Yeah. That is what we like to hear. Yeah. So it's a really cool relationship that you have with Zach, and it goes back a long ways. How has that helped both of you this year? Do you think? Uh, I feel like we can just be straight up with each other, like no matter what happens, and we can always just be honest, so that has always helped us out a ton. What's been the focus for you guys offensively heading into this game on Saturday? Uh, just really focusing on our job and just doing our job the best we can do. Do you like the way that the offense has progressed? Because obviously it's kind of been split in two, yeah. and the last five weeks it's been with a new quarterback. Do you like the progress you've made, the way this team is heading into the game? Yeah, for sure. I feel like our minds are right, and... Offense, we're just pro keep progressing, so it's a good spot to be in. Has the seven losses in a row, has that been brought up by, as we mentioned, this is your first rivalry game, so you've not been a part yeah. of any of it. Has that been brought up by any of the guys who are looking for their first win against Utah? Uh, no, because that's, that's not really us this year. That's not our team, so we just don't really worry about it. Is that one of the reasons why you guys feel like you've been able to bounce back from adversity because you try and put the other stuff on the outside and worry about the task at hand? Oh, yeah, for sure. We're always just progressing and moving on and just trying to get better how has this group of guys been for you um, just hanging been, out with them yeah it's been awesome it's just like most of them are older than me so it's just like <laughs> a bunch of big brothers so it's really yeah. cool and fun to learn from them and their experiences all right let's wrap it up with the final four the personality questions what was the last tv show you binge watched uh there's like a netflix series count does that count yeah, absolutely uh me and my uh, me and my roommate watched stranger things <laughs> yeah and what did you think i loved it we, well we watched it before and then we rewatched it again <laughs> so now we're talking both first and second season right yeah, yeah. oh for sure <laughs> i guess the third season it's going to be like another year this is like highly anticipated for season oh, three yeah. and we've got to wait another year for yeah, it. yeah they said um, my family's kind of into it too so we've been They've been telling me stuff that's worth the wait, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> you get most of the 80s references, or are they, are they over your head a little bit? Uh, some of them are over my head. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were so young, Dallin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you had one superpower, what would it be? Controlling water. <laughs> I think Controlling water? I've yeah. never heard anybody say that. So wh why would that be the one? Oh, I like Aquaman. He's my favorite like superhero, so I always think it's been pretty cool just to control it. <laughs> so you got to be pretty pumped for Aquaman to oh, be coming yeah. out in December. Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> All right, your favorite meal is what? Uh, steak. 
for sure. Okay, this, this brings up the question. We've had multiple people say steak. How do you like your steak? Medium. <laughs> Medium. All right, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. I, I took heat because I said well done. Yeah. <laughs> Most people will say rare and anything above rare yeah. they think is, is weird. So you're a medium guy. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked that. So <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I can, I can handle that. All right, last question. How has coming to BYU changed your life? It's just been really cool just because you have to balance so many things with, like, the church and school and football. And so it's, I feel like it's helped me, like, it's going to help me a lot, especially when I'm older with my family and stuff, being able to balance everything out. So I'm super grateful for that. Thanks for the time, Dallin. Good luck against Utah. Thank you. All right, that's freshman Dallin Holker. After a quick break, our weekly view from the sideline with Mitchell Jurgens. Hopefully he's got lots of gear on tonight. That could be, uh, that could be a little brutal on the sidelines tonight. Cougar pregame live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard with you. It is Cougar Pregame Live. Getting you ready for BYU and Utah. Always happy to be joined by former Cougar receiver and current sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens. Who, by the way, Mitchell, I, I told you yesterday, I ran into your brother at the gym. Yeah. I, you know, I did tread lightly to just to make sure which one I was talking to. <laughs> I'm, I mean, there are twins and then there are you two. I mean, you two really do look alike. Hey, no, we, we do. I mean, we get that all the time. I, I don't know how many conversations I've had with people <laughs> as Garrett. You have no idea. Because yeah. Here's the funny part. I was actually texting you about something while I was talking to your brother, Garrett. The, the interesting thing was until I had – it was pretty sure I knew – what the situation was, every time I would text him or text you, I would look at him to see if he was seeing, looking at his phone getting a text. <laughs> that's, that's where you read, you read the bubbles, yes. you know, and if, if, he's, if he's not moving his fingers, but those bubbles are moving, then you know, know. Uh, which one you're talking to. I know. You guys, man, like I said, there are <laughs> twins and then there are you two. You guys look super alike. All right, let's get off the twin topic. Let's, like, I don't want to open old wounds. I really don't. But you are one of the players who never beat Utah. How much did that hurt and how much does that still sting yeah you know honestly it's it, it stings so much you know it then it, it hurt a lot um, but it still stings now and, and especially being here at Rice Stadium um, you know I, I'm looking at the goal line right now as we speak of where we missed the two-point conversion and, and we just came up so close and and reliving it is almost worse than um, it was at the time just because you know uh, the BYU Utah matchup is such a big and key game, and and, and you live, um, you know, as as a BYU fan growing up, you know, I not only did I dream of playing for BYU, but I wanted to beat Utah, and and so the fact that you know now that my playing days at BYU are over, and I can't say that I was able to beat Utah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it stings, you know, w- way to bring that up. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, no, it, but yeah, this, it's, this, it's hard. This is, you can speak to this. There are a select few that have played in this game. Forget the, the extracurricular stuff in terms of the fans and the hype around the outside. What are these games like on the field? Yeah, I mean, they're intense, um, you know, it, specifically here at Rice Eccles Stadium. Um, you know, this becomes a very intense arena. You know, I, I remember even before the game, I'm, I'm going to bring the fan perspective into it a little bit. Um, but before the game even started, I was, I remember being backed up in our own end zone, just warming up, catching punts. Um, and, you know, the fans behind me, they're just, they're talking the whole time. 
Um, but, you know, a lot of it's just playful conversation um, and kind of, you know, playful trash talk, you could say. Um, and so, I, you know, being back there with Garrett, uh, we kind of look at each other and laugh the whole time. Um, but it's this is just the atmosphere that you get from playing on this field um, against Utah. It, it, it almost seems like the players hit even harder um, <laughs> it, it, because so much rides on this matchup. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's it's a huge game um, being on the field. Um, you know, the blue and red, it's one, it's it's a beautiful sight. You know, when you see the blue and the red clashing together. Um, and so this is this is just a big game um, for both teams. Not one of these teams really wants to lose this game. Um, and, 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 you know, they're going to come out with a lot of fire. All right, Mitchell, before I let you go, let's talk about the, the game that we will see tonight and how these two teams match up. We, we heard from Greg Rubel when he joined us a little while ago, Lopini Katoa, not going to play. Squally Canada, not going to play. We're not 100% sure on Gunnar Romney's availability. BYU did get some good news. Uh, Corbin Kafusi is going to start tonight. Now, this will be his last game. He's going to have surgery next week, put it off to be able to play in this game tonight. So he won't be available for a bowl game. But having Corbin back, that's certainly a boost defensively. But how do you think with the way BYU is playing now, with those guys out, how do you think they match up with Utah tonight? Yeah, you know, I think I think this is actually BYU's best opportunity to match up well against Utah. Um, yes, we are we we do you know have a couple key players out for tonight's game. Yes, Corbin's back, um, but just based on the last two opponents that BYU has had um, against UMass and New Mexico State, um, yeah, they aren't at the level of play that Utah was at. But it, it just might have been the two games that BYU needed uh, to find the rhythm, both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, you look offensively and putting together scoring drive after scoring drive takes practice. And the fact that they've been able to do that in the last two weeks will only add to their confidence to be able to do that tonight. You know, Zach Wilson, is he, he's been put in many game-learning situations and has improved so much from week to week. You know, just last week we saw him throwing, you know, balls out of play um, to, you know, not take a sack. And, and those are things we didn't see in the beginning of his play. And so we're, we're seeing him evolve as a quarterback. And so he's getting better. Matt Hadley is, is getting more comfortable at running back. And defensively, um, I mean, they're as confident as ever right now uh, with, the, with the two big games that they had. So I think, you know, when it comes to these two last opponents, they, they were able to find the rhythm. They, they look like BYU right now. And, and so I think it's perfect timing heading into this matchup to have, you know, to match up really well against Utah. Mitchell, great stuff as always. We'll hear you on the broadcast with Greg and Mark, and I mean this in all sincerity. Be safe tonight. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> there we go. Mitchell Jurgens joining us, our view from the sideline, our sideline reporter here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. We will take a break. We'll have more of Cougar pregame live coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You back to Jason Shepard and Mark Lyons for more Cougar pregame live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Getting you ready for the rivalry game. BYU and Utah from Salt Lake City at Rice-Eccles Stadium. On the other side, we're going to let you hear from former Cougar Kyle Whittingham. Also, he's the Utah head coach. That's next as Cougar Pregame Live rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Earlier this week, I talked with former BYU linebacker and Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Here's our conversation. Kyle, I know every year has its own challenges. Realizing that there's there's more to go, how satisfying has this year been so far for you guys? 
Well, it's been very satisfying. We've had uh, it hasn't been a perfect year, obviously, but but uh, just the way our our team has uh, handled adversity and shown resiliency uh, just throughout the course of the year has been you know it's been a great group to be around. I've really enjoyed coaching these guys, and it starts with the senior class. You know, we don't have a lot of seniors; we only have eleven scholarship seniors. But those guys have done such a great job leading this team and and uh, making sure that we have the right mentality and right attitude. And it's, uh, like I said, it's been a pleasure. You mentioned some adversity, and it's never fun to lose players to injury, let alone a starting quarterback and a starting running back. But you've had guys step up, and the offense has really continued to produce. We have. We, we lost uh, you know, our entire backfield. Well, two guys with the entire backfield, uh, the quarterback, uh, Tyler Huntley, and, and Zach Moss, our tailback. And, and uh, we have a next man up mentality here where, hey, if somebody goes down, next man steps in and, and uh, picks up the slack, and along with everybody else. You know, it's not just the guy that's replacing the injured player that has a responsibility. It's everybody around him to uh, responsibility to uh, up their level of play as well. It starts with recruiting throughout the season, the whole idea, and you never want to have to use depth, but everybody's always trying to get depth, and I've got to imagine it's it's pretty pleasing as the head coach to see that depth shining through. It is, and we've uh, you know, been working towards that for, what, eight years now, I guess we've been in the league, and when we got in the league, we felt pretty good about our first 22 guys, but uh, after that, it, uh, it was a, a pretty significant drop-off, and so our challenge uh, through the years was to continue to upgrade the the uh the depth and the talent level in the roster and and uh you know and when you do that you're able to hopefully sustain and absorb uh, these injuries a little bit better and i think this year that showed up i'm sure you will say the same thing i know kalani said it it doesn't matter when you play the game you just want to play the game but does it kind of bring back some old uh, old memories having this be the final game of the regular season like it used to be uh yeah it feels uh you know familiar you know and that's, that's how it was for forever i mean for years and years and years and and uh you know it's it's a, a little a different feel when it is the last game of the year than than uh when it's up front but but uh you know with with uh, you know not being in the same conference and and uh you know just the way things have unfolded i guess it's not going to be in this spot you know for some time in the foreseeable future and so uh, you know, it's uh, but it is definitely uh, a feel of, of like it was back in the Mountain West days and before that, the, the whack. With everything else going on and a little extra layer of familiarity, how do you handle this week? You've done it for such a long time as a player and a coach. Does it exhaust you? Not really. Not more than any other week. You know, we just take our same approach. There is no difference in our uh, our practice format or our meetings or, or how we go about our business, and that's that's been the case, uh, you know, for years. Not just recently, but but uh, you know, I believe and we believe that you got to you know stick to your process and stick to the things that uh, you do in the preparation and and uh, not deviate from that. So no more exhausting than any other week. You know, the the whole season's exhausting <laughs> when it comes right down to it. But, but uh, you know, this, uh, this is not uh, really any different than any other week in the season. What's been the scouting report so far when you look at this BYU team that, uh, that picked up its sixth win, now bowl eligible, looking to snap a seven-game losing streak to you guys? What do you see when you look at this BYU team? Well, I think Kalani's done a nice job of, of keeping things going, and, and uh, of course they had the quarterback change, which gave them a new look. You know, the, that happened uh, you know four or five games ago, and and uh, made a few offensive adjustments to to you know play to the skill set of the new quarterback, and uh, they got a, a stable of running backs that uh, you know they use for three or four guys there that uh, are producing, and and uh, you know the the receivers. Uh, 
you know, are doing a nice job, particularly with the, you know, they've got a lot of success with that fly sweep package they have where those receivers carry the ball on the fly sweep. So they, they present challenges for our defense and, and, uh, you know, Coach Scally and the boys are working hard trying to figure out ways to try to slow them down. Forget the seven wins in a row. When you look at these two teams this year, how do you think these two teams match up? Well, we'll find out. But, uh, you know, it seems like no matter what the scenario or the record or the the location, you know, the venue, it's always a tight game. I mean, that's just how the tradition of this series and, and uh, so many of these games have come down to the last series of plays, the last possession, the last play itself. I mean, it's just been a a very closely contested uh, game, and this year will probably be no different. Is there a sense that a lot of the heavy lifting is over? You guys have have wrapped up the Pac-12 South division title. Does that take some pressure off heading into the rivalry game? Uh, You know, it's... It's uh, there's still a lot of football left. You know, we got uh, we know we have three games left, and so uh, I would say no. You know, I don't think anybody's uh, you know relaxing or taking a deep breath. You know, we've got uh, plenty of, plenty ahead of us and and uh, big challenges, and so no, I would have to say uh, I would say that's not the case. It's the proverbial keys to the game. What do you view as your big keys for Saturday? Well, I think uh, you know if you base on years past you know the, the turnover margin which just about every week that's important but in this game it seems to have played you know significant uh, factor in the in the outcome and so you know the team that takes care of the ball and the team that is able to generate takeaways is is uh you know probably going to have the the upper hand there uh preventing big plays uh you know is always a, a factor you know trying to keep things in front of you and this year the weather you know it could be it could be uh you know pretty cold and and uh, maybe even a little snow or rain, so so we'll see. But, uh, you know, I think those are the factors that will, will be the most impactful. Kyle, thank you so much. I appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Okay, Jason, thanks for having me on. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Final segment of Cougar Pregame Live comes your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard with you, wrapping up Cougar pregame live. One of the football games that we'll be paying attention to throughout the evening features two top 25 teams, one from uh, the state of Utah. That would be Utah State on the road at Boise State. Pretty big game for both in terms of the Mountain West Conference Championship. Uh, Boise State is the host team, so we'll update you on that throughout the evening. That game kicks off at the same time as ours in Salt Lake City. One other top 25 game to let you know about. USC looking to upset number three Notre Dame. Right now it is 10-7 Trojans with a minute 45 to go in the first half. That is a wrap for Cougar Pregame Live. After the break, it's the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get head coach Kalani Sataki's thoughts on today's game. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Let's join Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar football fans. Welcome inside Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City for the renewal of a rivalry dating back almost 100 years. It's BYU at Utah, with the Cougars seeking to snap a seven-game skid against their neighbors to the north. I'm Greg Grubel with tonight's play-by-play call. My broadcast partner is the former BYU signal caller himself, the Arvada Flash, the legendary Mark Lyons. And uh, both of these teams, Mark, have endured their ups and downs and and key personnel losses with the Utes weathering the war of attrition with style on the way to an 8-3 record and Pac-12 South Division Championship for BYU. 
The peaks and valleys have taken more of a toll, arguably. Yes, the Cougs are bowl eligible, but still heavy underdogs against their rivals. And yet, no matter the subtext of the buildup, yeah. no matter the odds, this game usually finds a way to defy the odds and give us a nail-biter of the last 20 meetings in this series. All but three have been decided by a single score. Seven points or fewer. Indeed, some of the wildest finishes we've called have come in this game, in which we are now trained, Mark, to expect something unexpected. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And that's well said, my broadcast buddy. So many odd things have happened, you know, and... Uh, some things we think are predictable. You know, Utah is going to be good on defense. That's going to happen. It's going to be a physical, hard-hitting football game. It's going to be cold. There's going to be things that we know. But as far as who beats who and by how much, that's why they play the game. Even the odds makers have been confused in this thing. You know, on Wednesday they opened up at 13 and a half. It's down to 10 points today. So that's quite a change uh, I saw uh, a quote from a former Michigan player on TV today in the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. And it went something like this. And you know how I am with quotes. And so I'm saying it went something like this. If you could ever choose a game to be at your very best game, you would choose a game today. And I just think that every one of these guys out there today wants this to be their very best game that they've played so far. And so BYU, it's their last regular home, se- their regular game of the season, you know, and you're playing your rival. Oh, how good is that? Chance to make the season right after losing a couple close ones. A victory today makes everything good. No, no, no. It makes everything great. Greg, my boy, <laughs> what a great day for a football game. Coming up next, pregame words from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Rice Eccles Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the coach of the Cougars. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Here once again is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. It is a brisk late November night in Salt Lake City as BYU and Utah are back where they belong on the final Saturday of the regular season. For the first time since the last time they met as conference colleagues on November 27, 2010. That day saw the Utes win the first of seven straight meetings against BYU. It is the longest win streak in this rivalry since BYU won nine in a row from 1979 through 1987. A few minutes ago, I chatted with BYU head coach Kalani Sitake ahead of today's game. And our pregame interview is brought to you, as always, by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And for Kalani, the first item of business on today's to-do list is getting out of the gates a little better. In seven straight losses to Utah, BYU has been outscored 62-12 to in the first quarter alone. And in the first quarter this season, the Cougs have been outscored 69-38. to Here's Kalani now about getting right from the get-go. I think that having the right mindset and having the guys excited about the game is, is uh, going to be a key for us. And, um, you know, obviously the last couple of weeks, I think everyone's put a lot of pressure on a lot of uh, um, mentioning starting early, uh, starting fast. And I haven't really said much about it other than some of the things that we try to do within the practice and with our scheme. And, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works. But I think the guys mentally are ready for this game. They're excited about it. And that, that should help. Okay, maybe not uh, totally full speed in terms of personnel, but how you set up at running back tonight? Yeah, um, unfortunately, Squally will not play tonight, but we'll have Matt Hadley, Riley Burton, and um, and, and Tyler Algier will be be in the mix, and then you'll have um, you know Nokeloso Lay playing there too. Uh, uh, Lopini Katsu is out as well. That's unfortunate. Is that a long term thing or? Um, well, we're hoping maybe he can get back for the bowl game, but we're still waiting to see. It, it was a. Uh, 
it's unfortunate. It happened, it happened, it happened in the game. Um, and so, uh, we're hoping we can get him back soon. And depending on when the bowl game is, I think that that'll matter. But I think if, uh, the later, the better for him. On the flip side, when we talked last week, it looked like Corbin, Corbin was done, didn't mm-hmm. play his senior game, but he's going to try and give it a go tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, as we got um, second and third and fourth opinions, um, it basically came down to the uh, doctors deciding that it was up to Corbin if he can handle the pain, which is, it's a painful situation for him, but he really wants to play, so we'll hold off his, um, his surgery for a week. He can't do any dam- more damage. It's just a really painful thing. And so the, the fact that he's willing to, to put aside the, and tolerate the pain just for this game, I think it's going to be huge for us. And he, he'll lift our spirits. And he, he, he practiced this week, handled the pain, and, and um, hopefully that, that'll be good for us as he plays tonight, which is a great surprise for us. Yeah, a pleasant surprise. You say he's putting off surgery for a week, so I guess that would mean then this is it for him tonight. This is pretty much it, yeah, because I, I think in order for us to time it out well so that he can have a um, – so that he can have a – and prepare for the combine and, and for the draft and everything because he definitely has that in his future. Okay. Two freshman quarterbacks get the start tonight. A redshirt freshman for Utah and a true freshman for BYU. Yeah, it'll be exciting. I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know, having um, – it really didn't matter who the quarterback would be for us because this is the first year of this offense. But um, having Zach being able to um, have a, a bunch of different games and different situations to play in. I think it, it has prepared him for this game, and, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight, but I feel really good about his preparation. Okay. Uh, what have, how have the Utes changed or looked any different, if at all, in going from Huntley to Shelley? Well, he, I mean, I think most of the time is like most RPO. He's a, he's a runner. He'll, he'll uh, do, a lot of, they'll do a lot of max protection. I think they'll try to still get the ball uh, in the run game, but then I think they'll, they'll do a max pro and try to give him some time to, to, to throw and and they'll take deep shots. So I, I think we've, we've seen this before from other um, opponents that we've faced this, this season. Um, we'll, we'll just see if we can disrupt his timing and try to get him to make mistakes. And if we can do that, I think that will do really well for us, getting some turnovers and, big, and creating some big plays. Okay, You've seen enough Utah teams in the past, been a part of enough Utah teams in the past. Does this year's Utah team look like, quote-unquote, a typical Utah team? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it's consistent because Kyle Winningham's their head coach, and he's been here longer than he's been head coach. He's been here for a couple of decades as, as a defensive presence. So um, they, they, they have that same mindset. Uh, we're we're going to have to match it. And I feel really good about our, our ability to be physical and to play a tough game. And, and uh, we'll see how it all stacks up. But I, I feel really confident about our guys. And going into a hostile environment, I feel good about them. We've done this before. And, and our guys should feel confident going into this game, even when nobody really picks them to win. I think we thrive in those situations. And what gives you the most confidence tonight? Man, we're going to go have fun. we got nothing to lose. And uh, we just watched Creed 2 last night as a team, and they told us when you have nothing to lose, you're really dangerous. So I think that should, that should uh, be a definition for us tonight. What do you think tonight's game comes down to in the end? I think we just have a lot of energy and, and, and play our type of football. That's going to be the key is, is focus on what we do well and um, not really focus on the mistakes because I think if we play with the energy and play with the physical part of the game that we know we can, it will make up for any of the mistakes that comes along. It's hard to play totally clean, but the last time BYU did beat Utah, it was a zero turnover game for the Cougs. Yeah, let's repeat that. I, I think that would be good for us. and uh, it's, it's difficult to say, especially when you're facing such a tough defense, but um, if, if, they, if uh, we have to make them earn everything, whether it's special teams, defense, or offense, we have to make them earn all of it. And uh, it's going to be really difficult if we're on top of our game. It seems like no matter the buildup and no matter the statistical profile, this thing always comes down to a one-score type of feel. Yeah, and if it does, we've, we've had those type of situations, and we've, uh, I think we have that experience. That should be good for us, and 
uh, I feel really good about the, the way the whole season has hap- has uh, taken place. Obviously, not happy about some of the outcomes, but I think more than anything, this has prepared us for this game. It's cool. It's clear. Got a bit of a break in the weather. No snow right now. It's a good night for football. Yeah, it'll be cold, but so we got two choices: either to freeze or get warmed up. Let's do this, go Kooks. Thanks. All right, that is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. Title and escrow could be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Our preview of BYU and Utah continues next. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, live from Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the Cougar Kickoff Show. The Cougar Kickoff Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house. Same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Utah Honda Dealers and by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar Nation. We are live inside Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars and Utah Utes play their 2018 regular season finales. After tonight, the Utes have a Pac-12 title game. BYU's next game will be in some bowl game somewhere, but tonight it's all about the rivalry and BYU getting its latest crack at ending the Utes' seven-game, eight-year win streak over their rivals in blue. I'm Greg Grubel with Mark Lyons in our broadcast booth. Joining Mark and me are on-site engineer Barry Squires, statistician Ralph Sokolowski, spotter McKay Perry. Our pregame halftime and postgame host is Jason Shepard with assistance tonight earlier from Ben Bagley. Down on the field, it's former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Juergens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The rest of our broadcast crew, BYU radio engineers Randy Bateman and Sean Fay, coordinating producer Terry South, control board operator Nathan Nathan Israelson, along with broadcast intern Sterling Richards back in studio, and intern Blake McMullen with us here in the booth at Rice Eccles Stadium. We are coming to you live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. You can hear us over the air on BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2, along with, of course, KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM in northern Utah. In addition to our network affiliates in the Intermountain West, we are streaming at BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio, as well as the BYU Radio and the BYU Cougars apps. Our broadcast audio archives are commercial break free and they are posted quarter by quarter at BYURadio.org and on the brand new BYU Football Podcast. Well, both BYU and Utah come into tonight's game with uh, backfields looking very much unlike the ones with which they began the season. For the Utes, quarterback Tyler Huntley, and running back Zach Moss have been lost due to injury. Meantime, the Cougars have changed quarterbacks, and the running backs have been banged up all year, and BYU's tonight down to third and maybe fourth and fifth options. So no Squally Canada, no Lopini Katoa for the Cougs. Not ideal at all uh, for a BYU team that needs to find a run game to have any shot here tonight, you would think. Now, dating back to the Bronco Mendenhall era, BYU has lost 13 consecutive games when they don't get to 100 rushing yards. And Utah, Mark, has once again one of the best run defenses in the country, sixth in yards per carry allowed. You know, they only give up about 96 yards a game. They're really good on defense. And paralleled to that, they're really good at running the football. So that's a good combination for them. They run for about uh, 202 yards a game. So just to see what that kind of stat means, Washington and Arizona State outrushed Utah this season. 
that was two of Utah's three losses. Also, they lost to Washington State, and Washington State ran for zero yards. <laughs> so maybe but not so but, much. They, but they don't try to run. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Uh, but uh, for BYU, it's kind of interesting. In every win this year, BYU has outrushed every opponent except for Wisconsin. Wisconsin had 13 more yards. And every loss this year, the opponent has outrushed BYU, except for Northern Illinois. There was a difference of only four yards. So being able to run effectively, especially on early downs, greatly improves your chance to win. So stopping your opponent from effectively running also increases your opportunity to win the football game. So uh, BYU, I think that's a telling tale tonight. I think that uh, they are going to try and run the football. They're going to make that uh, very good effort, and they have to stick with it till they find out if you can, Utah can stop. Now, Yoda would say do or do not. There is no try. Oh, yeah. BYU has to do more than try tonight. They've got to find a way to run the ball. They've got to find a way to do it on the ground. Arizona State ran for 218 yards, I think it was, 215 yards against them. So uh, that was surprising that Arizona State had so much success. We've got more of the Cougar Kickoff Show coming up after we tell you that this season, BYU football and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $500 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Taking a look at our countdown clock, I have to presume that tonight's kickoff has been, uh, there's been a slide of five minutes to 8.15, I would say. So the official kickoff time when they say the game's at 8 is 8, but it's really 8.10, and then 8.10 becomes 8.15 with a five-minute slide because the game ahead of BYU on FS1 is going long. So we're going to say an 8.15 mountain time kick for BYU and Utah. Our BYU football coverage does continue live from Rice Eccles Stadium after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our kickoff show continues. Let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth with Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Rice Eccles Stadium here in Salt Lake City for BYU and Utah. The Cougars 6-5 and five on the season, headed somewhere in the postseason. We don't know where. We're likely not going to know officially until when everyone else knows on Selection Sunday after all the championship games and final yeah. playoff rankings are out. And so next Sunday, a week from tomorrow, would be the official time to find out where BYU is headed. But they are going somewhere, and that's, that's a positive thing. Not guaranteed, of course, but we have every reason to believe that uh, with ESPN pulling a few strings and BYU being bowl eligible, they will play in the postseason. That is the presumption. Utah, 8-5. Three and headed next week to Santa Clara for the Pac-12 championship game against Washington. Washington last night winning by the by the by the rankings. It's an upset in Pullman, but uh, that was a, a, a nasty game weather-wise, and and that that Mike Leach attack never got going. And uh, that was a game that Washington was uh, suited to win, and that they did. So Utah and U Dub uh, next week for the Pac-12 title game winner going to the Rose Bowl. Goes without saying that uh, turnovers in any game, well, they're bad. Uh, but for BYU in this particular game, the Utah game, they've been a killer. The oh, last man. time that BYU beat Utah was in 2009. And that was also the last rivalry game in which the Cougars did not turn the ball over a single time. And that, my friends, is not a coincidence. In seven straight losses to Utah since, BYU has turned the ball over at least once in every game and multiple times in six of the seven losses. In the Kalani Sitake era, we hit this point earlier, I'll reiterate it for you now. BYU's 4-5 and five in P5 away games. In the five losses, 11 giveaways. In the four wins, not a single one. Yeah. Wow. BYU's just been unbelievable in their starts in their last three games. You know, turnovers are bad that you just told me that, and I appreciate that, but 
Turnovers for touchdowns are even worse. <laughs> that happened here last time we were here, right? It has happened, yeah, way too many times. And so uh, BYU gets some turnovers from Utah. In fact, they got a, a bundle one year. But all of their turnovers were in the bad end of the field. For, they didn't get positive field position. They did stop Utah from scoring more points, helping keep that game close. But their turnovers were non-productive for BYU to get any points out of it. So BYU's been pretty good so far in taking care of the football. I think they have 15 turnovers, and they're plus one so far. Opponents have turned it over 16 times. Utah has 16 turnovers this season and have gained 18. They're just plus two. Very similar numbers. The BYU, though, hasn't been hurt badly by the turnovers except for the Utah State game. Utah State picked up 21 points off of BYU turnovers. But other than that... Uh, maybe the interception at the end of the Northern Iowa-Illinois game was a problem because it reduced the chance for BYU to go get that field goal. So I think BYU's done a pretty good job of taking care of ball security, and uh, so I'm not expecting that same kind of start that we've seen the last three games. Well, let's follow up a bit on that uh, productivity post-turnover point you just brought up. So the Cougars... After their 15 giveaways, and you alluded to the Utah State game being the exception rather than the rule, so they've had 15 giveaways. Opponents have scored points on only six, after only six of them. So on on 60% uh, of their turnovers, no harm done, no points allowed. That's a pretty good rate. Yeah, and I think one of them was UMass, where it really didn't make, make much difference anyway. And conversely, BYU's taken the ball away 16 times, and after the 16 turnovers gained, they've scored 12 times. So BYU 12 for 16, the opponents only 6 for 15 in terms of points off of turnovers. BYU's post-16 turnover results, 12 scores, one knee, so they weren't trying to score, one punt, one one INT, and one turnover on downs. And the downs came when they weren't trying to score either. I think it was at the end of, uh, of, uh, uh, might have been UMass. I think it was, yeah. So so when they're trying to score after turnovers, they do very well, and yet opponents have not had the same kind of success against BYU when the Cougars do give it away. Of course, what you wanted tonight is just not give it away at all. And again, last time that happened, uh, BYU beat Utah. So there's that, I guess. All right, uh, time for a break and time for You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And tonight, we're going with another BYU football trivia question. Tonight's game features two freshman starting quarterbacks, redshirt Jason Shelley for Utah and true freshman Zach Wilson for BYU. How many times has BYU defeated Utah with a freshman starting quarterback? The answer coming up next as the Cougar kickoff show continues from Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, Utah on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Let us pause. Ten seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Kickoff Show continuing from Rice Eccles Stadium with the answer in tonight's BYU football trivia question in our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Let's do this. Let's pause a moment before we give you the answer to hear our national anthem.
right, and now for you be the judge. Brought to you by Legally Mind. Tonight's game featuring two freshman starting quarterbacks with Zach Wilson taking the snaps for BYU. How many times has BYU defeated Utah with a freshman starting quarterback? That's the question. Uh, Mark, do you want to weigh in with any thoughts on that one? Well, it's, it's okay if you have inside knowledge. It's okay if you know the answer. It's okay. Yeah. I did look up the uh, question, though, earlier, but I was kind of interested that I thought you were talking about the last time Utah started a freshman quarterback. So I looked up. I don't up, care about that. <laughs> so I figured that out after about 30 minutes. And uh, then I decided, I don't think it's ever happened. Ty Detmer didn't do it. Well, he, uh, he didn't start the game. He was, no, uh, he that's came what off I'm saying. Bench. He wasn't. And, yeah. uh, in fact, I couldn't find uh, somebody that was a freshman that had uh, that ability to beat him. So here's the here. And you're right. It's like, like you're right. You're correct. Uh, Ty Detmer in the 57-28 loss to Utah here back in 1988. He relieved Sean Covey that day. So Ty Detmer was a not a starter, but he was a freshman off the bench, but it didn't happen for him. But So he's not in the mix. But yeah. the other three guys. Uh, Matt Berry in 2002. Is Jake Heaps one? That was a loss. Jake Heaps in 2010. That was a loss. And Tanner Mangum in 2015. That oh, was a loss. Oh, yeah. Tanner so Mangum. the freshmen to start against Utah have gone 0 for 3. And so Zach Wilson's looking to make it 1 for 4. That's the objective here tonight. You be the judge presented by Legally Mine. Coming up, more from Mark Lyons and sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens as our preview of BYU and Utah continues live from Rice Eccles Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Mark Lyons and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We've got BYU and Utah coming up just after the top of the hour. In fact, we're at the top of the hour. It's 8.03 and 8.15 is now, I, I think, going to be our projected kickoff time with the TV slide we've gotten used to over the years. It is BYU and Utah. And Mark, I referenced it earlier heading into our pregame interview with Kalani Sitake, but... Uh, BYU's got to get this cold starts thing figured out and fixed. And, and Kalani's kind of interesting about it because he says he'll talk about it with us and with the yeah. media, but he, he almost hesitates to, to hit it too hard with his guys because he feels it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you talk about it, the more tight the guys get. But it's been a problem overall and in this rivalry game in particular. Over seven straight losses to Utah, BYU has not scored a single first quarter touchdown. <laughs> that's eight. That's seven games, no first quarter touchdowns, and Utah in that time has scored eight first quarter touchdowns. BYU has trailed after the opening quarter in the last six games against Utah. They're battling from behind almost all the time. Mark, over the years, historically, and especially under Kalani, BYU has proven to be very effective when they play with a lead. They're a great front-running team. They rarely lose those leads. But getting out in front has been the issue. What do you make of it? What do you think about it? It's a real thing, clearly. What could be done? And, and, you know, because... And, and I get what they're saying. If you throw all the eggs in the first drive or first quarter basket and then you don't succeed, you know, do you, does your team drop? Well, no, you can't. You still got to try and find a way to win the game. But how do you break it down? Well, I, uh, first of all, it's crazy. You know, BYU just can't afford to spot a good team like Utah points in the first quarter. You know, three of those seven games, uh, those were pick sixes. The final scores in those games were BYU lost by six, by one, by seven, by seven, by three, by one. They fought back like crazy and got into a position where they had an opportunity to win the game. And yet, in the start of those games, they spotted them too much. There's kind of a, there can't be a trend in football that says, oh, this is how it always goes, because every year you have new players, you have different situations, you're playing at the other guy's field. There's a saying in sports that what goes around comes around. 
And so the fact that uh, Utah has had their way, they've had that upper hand in all of those scores, things should start to even out. I'm expecting BYU to get that early lead in this game. But uh, this could be the game for those early leads. Now, everybody scripts that first set of drive. You know, that first drive. They script what you want to get done. And usually there's some creativity in the way you do that in order to make a big play in that opening drive. And BYU's really just struggled in getting that to happen. Uh, you brought it up, so I'll, I'll, I'll reference it again. But there was there was Taysom Hill on the first pass of the game throwing a catchable ball to Aleva Hifo. And instead of catching it, it doesn't. He doesn't just not catch it. He pops it up in the air to where a Utah defender runs down the sideline into the end zone with it on play number one. We all have Las Vegas Bowl uh, PTSD. We know what happened there, where it was a comedy of errors. And and, and at a certain point, you're like, is this is this, is this really happening? happening? Yeah. And yeah. and and so there's got to be a way for BYU to break out of that mold, where not only you know do the bad things happen. You're not surprised when they do happen now, and that's a bad thing. You've got to get out of that rut, and they are certainly in that particular rut. Let's bring now in our sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens from the Zions Bank end zone. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And, uh, Mitch, uh, the midweek weather forecast for tonight was pretty squirrely. There was a lot of uh, snowflakes and raindrops in the Saturday night forecast, but that's not the case right now. looks okay after a chilly day. Uh, give us a sense of field conditions, weather conditions, how you're feeling, players feeling, just in terms of how it's going to play tonight, and then a sense of where you be, uh, feel that BYU uh, can maybe best compete with Utah and win here tonight. Yeah, so first off with the weather, I mean, it's a, it's a great night for football. Yeah, it's cold. Um, it's, you know, I've, I've got myself next to a heater right now before the players come out uh, trying to warm up for the game. Uh, but despite it being cold, I mean, it's, there's no wind, there's no snow, there's no rain. So it's a, it's a perfect night for a football game. Um, now, as, as far as, you know, what's going to give BYU the best chance tonight, um, I think with the momentum from their two solid performances in the last two weeks, I mean, football is a game of momentum. And when things are clicking, it's hard to be stopped and thrown off that rhythm. Uh, the offense and defense are both rolling, so I think they can pick up on that momentum to give them a great chance of coming away with the victory tonight. And I have a feeling that if they do so, it will be Zach Wilson's game. Um, even though he's a young player, he has the confidence of a seasoned veteran, uh, and you add that confidence to a big game that means so much personally to Zach, he could have a huge game tonight for the Cougars. So we're hoping Zach Wilson turns into the baby-faced assassin tonight. And Mitch, you think you've seen enough so far to give you the belief that it's in him? I do. You know, he's he's improved from week after week. Um, I mean, the progression in a freshman, I, I, it's been it's been amazing uh, to watch his progression. And so with a game like tonight, like, you know, like I said before, there, there's a lot that rides on this game, and and he more than anyone wants to show BYU that. You know, they're a competitive team against Utah, and they can win this football game. I know, Mitch, you, you addressed it earlier with uh, with Jason Shepard uh, during your pregame conversation, but uh, real quickly before we had to break here, uh, your personal uh, recollections, the most poignant ones of uh, BYU and Utah games, what are they? Yeah, it's so tough. You know, I, I played in two losses, uh, the, the Vegas Bowl in 2015. Um, you know, we, we started off down 35-0, came back, made it a one-score game, but just ran out of drives, and so that one stung. Um, and then here in 2016, we went for two, um, didn't make it, came up just short. And so those losses, they sting. Um, you know, being here in the stadium, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm rushed with those memories. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I hope that, that the Cougars can come away with the victory so they don't have to say they never got to beat Utah. Were you on the field for the two-point play? Uh, I was on the field. And uh, yet, unfortunately, just didn't pound that thing in the end zone. 
Thank you, Mitch. Mitchell Jurgens. Mark's keys to the game, the coin toss, and the opening kick are coming up next. This has been the Cougar Kickoff Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.